That's been some time since we've opened a can, hasn't it? Has it? Has it? I have no idea. Then that's an excellent guess. Thank you. <laughs> I do like making good guesses. I, I don't know. I, I would say yes. I think one of us had a can once and one of us didn't. Anyway, hi everyone. Yes, that wasn't till the early days, but... Hello, hi, goodbye. Drunken time before the early days. <laughs> what, are you trying to do the shortest podcast ever? Because I'm sure someone has. Um, yes, it's beer clock, time for drunken time travel, yada yada yada. Uh, this week, Gav has been thinking about stuff. Yes, I didn't know you'd gone this far. <laughs> <laughs> always, a, always a good start. Uh, yes, this week we have mostly been thinking about how we would get people with iatrophobia to listen to this podcast. But why, why, what is iatrophobia? Iatrophobia is the fear of doctors, ah, essentially. So these people wouldn't want to listen to a, a podcast about doctors? I I would think not. Do they eat an apple a day as well, do you think? I think they eat fish fingers a day. No, I don't think they touch fish fingers. Doctor Who, if you recall, had fish fingers ah, and custards. Yes. They wouldn't want to. They wouldn't want to go near that whole thing. No, but they wouldn't have watched Doctor Who to know that. No, that their friends would tell them about. Ah. Their say, friends are cunts. You'd say you don't want to eat this thing because of the whole thing. That's just assuming their friends are cunts. Their friends are doctors, ironically, but they haven't told them yet. <laughs> they're waiting to. They're waiting to help themselves. So, probably they're living on jelly beans, jelly berries, sorry. beans. Jelly beans is a thing. Jelly beans are a thing, but they're not really. Babies are a thing that doctor. Babies are a thing that doctors yeah. deliver. Yes. Yeah, so. That too. So anyway, on my left, a man who, as a child, was blinded by kitchen waste while trying to stop a football hitting a garbage truck. As a result, people laughed, and so by day, he goes to work. But by night, he records a podcast trying to make people laugh. It's Irish Gaff. And to my right, a man who keeps hitting footballs at garbage trucks, it's English Gaff. Our official tedious link beer of the week of the week is uh, Torpedo of the week is a Torpedo IPA of the three clay. By Sierra Nevada, in the aforementioned can. Did we aforemention the can? We did, because it was the whole thing about... We had the conversation at the start about why we were... This is the first time cans opening off. Oh, yes, we did, yes. Ah. Which was... Ah. Let me just check. That would be that the would be aforementioned half, That would be three and a half <laughs> minutes ago. That's far too long ago for me to remember. Yes. So this story is The Mind of Evil, the second yes. in the eighth series. And it the goes second? Second, yes. First one was, uh, if you recall... Is this not the first of the first? I can't remember. Yes, this is an after child. Yes, yeah. cool. Do we want to go through all this again? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> do you want to do the space museum again? 
Space pirates. Pirates. Let's do this one instead. Okay. It's the mind of evil. And uh, I think you're going to attempt to tell us about it. I will attempt to relay this story. Good. Episode 1. Who are you going to call? The DJ arrives at a castle. I should probably clarify a few things here. This isn't one of those free concerts that the BBC put on. Rather, the castle in question is actually a prison. And the DJ is the Doctor and Joe. The prison in question is also the Porridge TV set. With that out of the way, we can continue. DJ goes to watch a prisoner being treated for evil instead of being sentenced to death. Dr. Keller uses his machine and stores the evil in a box. George, now taken to recovery. George being the prisoner. That was experimented on subsequently. Meanwhile, at the world's first argument conference, Brigadier tries to calm down Captain Chinley, who unreasonably is upset that some papers have been stolen. Captain Yates discovers it is Orange Binday, which, if you haven't got your letters from the council yet, is your nerve gas missile bin. Back at the cast town the the place where everything happens, a man is found to be dead next to the killer machine, and he's died of rat scratches. A second body dies next to the machine of drowning, and then the doctor goes next to the machine and he sees fire. Episode two. We have six more of these to do. Yes, delegates in disguise. Uh, Joe comes in and manages to distract him from the flames. Benton, following the suspicious Chin Lee, is spotted and she uses her mental powers on him. A prisoner, Mela, starts a riot because he doesn't want to lose his evil. A prisoner, Mela, starts a riot because he doesn't want to lose his evil. And nearby, the master listens in on Yates' plans to dispose of the missile. Then he tells Chin Lee to meet the American delegate in his room where she transforms into a dragon, ready to kill him. Episode 3 No evil shall escape my... box. The Doctor and Brigadier arrive in time to rescue him from the telepathic dragon. You see, she's got this amplifier thingy on her neck, so she's like the Green Lantern. Or is that Chinese Lantern? This is obviously the Master's work. The Doctor thinks so, anyway. And he's been posing as Keller all this time. Back at the prison, it goes something like this. The state has captured the prisoners. The prisoners escape and capture the guards. The guards escape and recapture the prisoners. The master turns up. The prisoners escape and capture the guards again, plus the Doctor. The master puts the Doctor next to his machine and he sees Daleks this time. Episode 4 I'll give you a coin if you solve this puzzle for me. Turning the machine back off, the master checks to see if the doctor is still alive. He is, barely, and taken away to recuperate. The master isn't happy. He wants the doctor to be able to control the machine, but he says it's too powerful. 
When the machine attacks the master, he runs away and locks it up in a room, hoping to starve it. Mela is brought in on the master's plan to steal a missile, which, given that Yates is supervising it, shouldn't involve much more than walk up to it and take it, which is what they do. Yates follows them back to the hideout and gets himself captured. After beating itself 18 times at chess, completing Pac-Man 5 times, and it's currently 47 minutes into the first set of a game of Pong against itself, the machine gets bored and teleports itself out of the room to go and attack the DJ. Episode 5 I ain't afraid of repeating myself. With the attention span of someone trying to watch a reconstruction of the web planet, the machines get bored and fucks off again. The Doctor forms a truth with the Master to capture the machine. They use some cross wires to trap the machine and render it 404. That's where they went wrong. Well, that and also not having a containment unit. In an attempt to get the missile back, the Brigadier poses a pizza delivery driver and enters the prison with his team, which causes Mailer to interrupt the Doctor's potato story. He points a gun at the Doctor. Bang. Episode 6 Milky Milky. The gunshot belongs to the Brigadier, who arrived in the nick of time. Okay. Now to get the missile. Oh wait, it isn't there. So Yates' phones in and tells him where it actually is. The machine then breaks free and comes to attack when George comes in and neutralises it due to him not having any evil left. A bit like when Joe comes in, really. Taking George and the machine to the BBC, the Doctor pitches a brand new children's TV show. They said maybe if it was something like a church and had a better name like Jamie or something. Distraught, the Doctor takes George and the machine back to the Master and the Missile, which is actually a porn film. Unit then blow up the missile along with the machine and George. Joe is upset about this, but the Doctor gives her a cup of tea to make up for it. When the master phones up to say, You see that sound the TARDIS makes? No. Well, I'm going to go around time and space and cause havoc and laugh at you while you're stuck here. And then I'm going to blow this crappy planet up. And then he hangs up. That is exactly what he said verbatim. <laughs> In the same accent. Yes. <laughs> I hope the master was as drunk as well. The monsters in the stars getting drunk. I'm gonna phone the doctor like a uh, like a drunken <laughs> phone call. Guess what I found in here? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna blow your stupid blood up. And another thing is, I love you, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we're talking about the master, apparently, yes. um, he's got another disguise. Mm. Which is to do with phones again, because his, mm. his disguise was as like a phone engineer, and he did some engineering on some mm. kind of phone, phone thing? station thing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so it was he so listen. he could listen to Yates calling in about oh eight nine eight numbers. 
Oh wait, no, in numbers and what it was going telling, to do telling to the them, missile. Yeah, telling, telling, uh, telling half naked women on the phone what he was going to do with his missile. Yeah. How it was going to dispose of the waste. <laughs> <sighs> the master, yeah, the master seems to like that. It, well, I, I assume it doesn't get much of that back on. Who, the master or... Uh, or yeah, the master. Well, why else would he be out in the universe? Mm. Because they're all a bit prudish and ungallifying. They are. Bet they know what a glory hole is. No, I bet they don't. The master only knew from the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, the master also seems to have all the phone numbers for unit, like all of them, because because wherever the doctor is, he's able to phone them. Well, you can't be a master genius without knowing all the unit. The a phone, phone book. <laughs> That's what he's got. A phone. <laughs> yeah, but there's supposed to be a top secret. The yellow pages. <laughs> Only the tea lady should know all these numbers. Maybe she forgot to take it out of the yellow pages then, yeah. Is that a euphemism? I don't know. It's an explanation. Hopefully. <laughs> um, I also like that the master does things himself. You know, he doesn't subcontract out unless he needs to. Not like when they tap the phone line, basically. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't see your supervillains these days doing that. You wouldn't see Thanos tapping a phone line, now would you? You'd get some kind of subordinate to do it. Yeah, and then kill him for not doing it, right? Yeah. At least the master, you know, look, I'm going to do this myself because it's the only way it's going to get done right. Mm. I'm not going to be like Skeletor and get Beastman to do it and then go, ah, Beastman. So I, can, I can see Thomas's point of view, though. Can you? Why the fuck should I get out of my chair? I think the master likes, you know, tinkering with things, non-euphemism. Mm. It is TARDIS while drunkenly phoning the doctor. Do you think it's... Just doing it by himself, or is he, or is he jokingly doing it with some friends? Who's, who's, he doesn't seem to have any friends. Maybe they don't like to be seen. Maybe, uh, a... Maybe they're just egging him on all the time, back in TARDIS. I bet you don't do this. <laughs> I bet you don't steal this missile. <laughs> and while you're on it, take over this prison or some shit like that, I don't know. <laughs> And bring us a backer burger. Yeah, this is this is this is that's the third person in the TARDIS. He's he's not very good at carrying yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the first two. Yeah, miss out. And, and, yeah, and that's prison. And the third one. And and bring us a burger. Yeah. And the other yeah. two look at him and go, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but I would like a burger. <laughs> Space burger. <laughs> that's a good idea, John. I like it. Give me a burger as well. I knew there was you when we kept John on. <laughs> have, we, have we already got a John? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Right, we've got Dalek Steve, Robert the Cyberman, one of the Silurians. And John the Prankster. Uh, and the Silurian guy, whatever his name was. Reg. Reg the racist uh, Silurian. There was Reg the racist, yeah. yeah. Reg the... But he, uh, he was just a racist, that's it. I don't think he'll be making an appearance here. Apart from just now. What was it? Come soggy biscuit of bigotry. 
Reg the uh, Reg the come sodden biscuit of victory. Something on. I like the master running a prison with a couple of heavies, though. That's quite good. Yeah, it's very it, gangstery. Yeah, it's like uh, lock, stock, and the master. <laughs> <laughs> that was a damn good series. I love that series. What was that I series? Care when yeah, lock, lock, stock, and four fish, oh, or whatever it was like, called. Uh, and uh, yeah, the series was damn good. I thought. Or was the series called something that, else? That was the film. The the series was something else, man. Plaster, alabaster, and the master. <laughs> George and the machine. That was it. That was a damn good series until the BBC remade it as Jamie and the Magic Torch. Yeah. Yeah, and the master like, wants the wants some kind of world the world at war. Not the uh, not the not the uh, not the nineteen seventies TV series about World War One, but uh, but the actual world at war. I mean, is he turning into some kind of Bond villain? Because that's pretty much the Bond plot of like ten Bond movies. All of them the same. Yeah, I think it must just be because the Doctor is exiled on the Earth, so let's get the Earth at war. Because I'm stuck here. Yeah, no, but the Master was stuck there as well. He said, right, let's get the Earth at war. Ah, oh, shit, I can't move away. I haven't thought this through. How long was I he? Blame you, how John. long was he stuck? How long was he stuck there? Through the did, did, yeah, did the doctor steal his uh, teleportation th- thing from last episode? Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere that there's about a year between this one and Terror of the Autumns. I didn't see any evidence of that in the TV series. Yeah, that can only be through sacrificial media, as I'm now calling it. But it would be cool if that was true. But then it's going to be have to be quite some time because the masters have to go to Switzerland, pretend to be Professor Keller, make this machine. So it's going to be have to be some time in between. Yeah, and um, unless he pre-planned it as a backup. What his backup plan was to yeah. make a Keller machine, thereby becoming leader of prison, thereby stealing a missile. Yeah. I was thinking six or nine moves ahead, isn't he? This is the master, yeah. Yeah. He's not as good as the Doctor, though. I mean, he even well, pretty much admits that. Well, I, I, Cause he, cause I he think of the minute he is better than Doctor, but he doesn't think he is. Ah, interesting. Because he thinks he couldn't control the machine, that's why he, got the do- he wants the Doctor yeah. to control the machine. Yeah, he, he thinks the Doctor is better than him, but from what I've seen, I think the Doctor is better than him. Is or isn't? Is. So he thinks the Doctor is better no, than... No, sorry. The, the Master is better than the Doctor. Right. But the Master doesn't think so. He thinks the Doctor is better than him. Well, he got a, got a better grade in his cosmic... Cosmic thing. Test. Test. Cosmic test. Cosmic test. Cosmic yeah. test. Bouncing here and there and every... The Master... Also, he's got a very good uh, sense of... See, I like... See, the Doctor has weird sense of taste and dress and shit like that mm. or he does now but the master seems to be impeccably turned up with his cufflinks and his gold watch yeah but that's only in consideration of what we earthlings consider as good dress sense 
But one would assume if he went to a different planet with a different dress sense, he would be impeccably turned out there as well. Yeah, because that's what the master does. He he, he, he does his research. He he he's a good. He fits in. He has a good uh, sense of dress, universally. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Yeah, because because the last one, he said, I'm known as the master universally. Although, although, I do have to point out, in mm. one bit, when the chauffeur-driven car thing, he was wearing, like, a fur-coloured coat and smoking a cigar, so he seemed to have turned into a pimp. Maybe that was his sideline. Maybe to, that was his twin to brother. To finance this operation. Maybe that was his twin brother. He didn't have twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pimp. Also, say... Like, Time Lords are have twins. Are, are they? Do they? Are they still identical twins after the uh, first regeneration? Well, assu- assuming you base the identicalness on the genetic makeup. Oh, obviously. Well, what else would I make of it? And that I know nothing <laughs> about the genetic makeup of Galfrains. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Gav, why? This is a podcast about Doctor Who. If we stopped talking about <laughs> things we didn't know anything about, we would have stopped at the first episode. <laughs> but I would imagine that, yes, the Galatrains have, in the case of twins, identical genetic makeup. What, even if they were generated at different times? Yeah. You're just saying yes, just shut me up. They would at least have markers. What about I know, genetic markers that would what? identify him as being from a certain caste or lineage or something? Sure. What we really need to do is uh, like get the DNA of a Time Lord and sequence it, which will never happen because it's not real. DNA, that is, not uh, Time Lord. But, yeah, as I was saying, the DNA would not be identical. You're going that far. You went there. Because the DNA sequence instructs how you look and everything, and how the... So you don't think they would be identical? Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying, yeah. I don't know what I said before, but whatever I said before was wrong. What happens if you agreed with yourself before? Then I was right. <laughs> I also like that the master moving on. I also like that the master and the doctor <laughs> dynamic is on a completely different level to everything else. I mean, not just you know story and acting wise. I mean, within the story itself, it's almost as if the two of them, when they talk, it's like they see everything else as beneath them. Yeah, I can see that. I see. I see exactly what you mean. There. Yeah, it's. And they're just talking. I mean, they're obviously one's nice and one's evil. And the other one's insane. Sorry, I went into pinky in the brain there. Um, but yeah, they they do tend. They uh, yeah, they they they're like gods, and we're ants basically. Which is how it should be. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Which also makes it kind of interesting that the master's mm. fear is the doctor. 
because that was remember mm-hmm. he saw his his fear when he saw his fear or yeah. his whatever it was the doctor being huge and laughing at him. Mm-hmm. So the master's yeah. fear is a huge laughing doctor. Yeah, the the master is constantly trying to prove himself better than the doctor. His fear is that the doctor is better than him. That's all. I, you you can see that film or film his episode so far that the master is trying to prove himself better than the doctor. Yeah. And so thusly you, you can't conclude that his fear was that the doctor is proved Sorry. actually better than him. Did you use Dusley already? Yes. It's too early to use Dusley. <laughs> I can use Dusley when I I don't think I use Dusley enough. Not about that, but I think you're right about the, you know the master, you know, mm. tr- trying to be better. Because there was that bit where he didn't think the doctor knew that the ma- he was in- the master, not not the third person, that he was involved in the prison thing, and then he- mm. the doctor was taken into the prison office, governor's office, whatever, and the master was turned round in a spinning chair and, and turned round to see the doctor and he was like, oh, you're not surprised then. <laughs> Damn it. That's basically the only reason. He would, I like to think that there wasn't even a spinning chair there and he just got it in specially. I'm going to make my grand entrance. Ah, oh, you fucker, you filed it. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sorry, one more thing. The, the, the best thing ever was the master brought slides along with him so he could make a presentation to Mailer. I'm assuming it, it was a fantastic PowerPoint presentation. I'm assuming that's. I mean, it was a manual PowerPoint presentation. He would have had to make that a while ago, wouldn't he? So he was obviously thinking, yeah. right, I'm going to have to make a PowerPoint presentation to one of these prisoners. Yeah. Even though PowerPoint is invented, yeah, even though PowerPoint is invented, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm going to have to make these slide effects myself, and and it drags the slides in front of the projector. Yeah, to make the animations. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but this is what we plan to do, and we plan to move over here. Hold on, look at this animation. <laughs> If you would care to blink at this stage, it will give the appearance of a transition. <laughs> It'd be even better if uh, if Mailer had gone. Well, I, I'm not convinced. You know, before the before the presentation, and this is it. And then the master would be like, "You're looking, going to his pockets as well." I've got. Oh shit! I left them at home. <laughs> well, that fucking work for nothing. Uh, killer machine. Do you, do you want to talk yeah. about the killer machine? Uh, we can talk about the killer machine. Okay. The the mm. throbbing killer machine is apparently mm. a creature that feeds on evil. Yes, it's an interesting concept that doesn't make sense. Well, really. welcome, as I usually say at this point, yeah. to Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had things like that before, haven't we? Like fed on emotions mm. or something like that, no? Or am I thinking of Reg Warfare? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did something like this in uh, Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah, that was the, the yeah. polymorph one. Mm. But, yeah, essentially... Clitoris. It, yeah. 
community for well, I can't remember. But yeah, it, it felt it fell it fed community for life forms and their integrations to society. Some something it felt. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what clitoris yeah. means. Yeah, it felt the clitoris. <laughs> oh, what a mistake are you make. Ah, how am I going to recover? I don't know. Where was I? You were talking about uh, feeding on evil. Ah, yes, it, it felt it fed, fed on the evil. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> I've lost myself again. Okay, I'll try and find you. Uh, we will. Yeah, it, it fed on evil, as I've mentioned, like 83 times already. And, and like when Joe went into the room, and especially when George, the guy with the machine, or the magic torch. The guy lit. who had his evil taken out of him, so he yeah. was in fact... The only person probably yeah, who had of no devoid. Yeah. Good word, devoid of evil. Yeah, when when he went into uh, the room, there was like no evil left. The machine got bored. Oh, there's no evil left. Yeah, and it fucked off. But yeah, basically, it was it was uh, fine with the doctor there. Yeah, it was taking evil from him. Yeah, there's plenty of evil in the doctor. But not with the Jew, with the Jew and the George. <laughs> with with the Joe and the George, no, they're 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 perfectly calming influences on the thing, whatever it is, the monster in the machine. But yeah, the Doctor's got enough evil to be attacked, as obviously is the Master and the Doctor. is not a nice man. Well, we know this because he keeps being kind to people. Is that not being nice? No. Oh, fuck. You've been doing it wrong all these minutes. Because that's how I am to most people. What, what should I do, Gav? Well, what you should do is find your companion and say, am I a good person? And then go through 13 torturous episodes finding out if you're a good person or not. Would the good person companion be you? No. Two things. I, I'm neither good nor a companion. I don't have a companion. Oh. Just carry on being how you are then. <laughs> um, I like being away. And also, the star, oh. the evil, in a box. What is that about? Where would you prefer that evil was stored? In a sash, maybe? I don't know. Interesting that the... That the One of the original titles for this was to do with Pandora. We were going to call it like something like Pandora's Box or something like that. Not the Pandorica, because that's just store. Yes, they do store yeah. in a box, which was sixty-five percent full apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, uh, what about the hundred and fifteenth or something? I don't know. Something. Like that. So, how many gigabytes of evil do you think it stores? Twelve. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's probably more evil on Twitter now than yeah. there is. <laughs> I do think the cal- the color machine needs to make the muttly laughing sound occasionally, though. Uh, and just randomly about going catch the pigeon. 
Yeah, just because sometimes you just saw it and it was like, with this moral, moral noise, I know it would be better if it just went. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think most things would be better with that in the background. Well, I think we did this with Ice Warriors as well, didn't we? But they did make that song, <laughs> which is my point. Did it? I think we did, yeah. <laughs> but they did make that noise. Thus proving that I am correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the the, uh, the uh, useless nations intelligence task force. Yes, they were attending the world's first peace conference or something. Ah, the which, irony. Which, which, they which, which, which was the first thing we ever saw of the peace conference was an argument. Yeah. But you know, they weren't just attending it. They were they were they were like oh yeah they were handling the security yeah. Or lack thereof. <laughs> of course they were. And of course they screwed up again. Who else are we going to get to fuck this up? Oh, unit, obviously. Well, which, which seems like a good moment to, to bring in my quote of the episode. Uh, which is basically Brigadier Benton and Doctor discussing how shit unit are. <laughs> uh, thusly. Well, you get the master. Sorry, sir. He seems to have got away. What about the missile? Oh, we didn't. Isn't it here? No. Oh. It's apart from losing the master and the missile, you're doing very well, Brigadier. Brigadier. <laughs> I just love um, the, I just love the Brigadier. <laughs> Isn't here? No. I just love the Brigadier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I'd rather hope it was. Uh, I thought I did it all right, but I'm fucking rubbish. He's essentially listen. He did. But they are good at hiding mm. sandwiches. Because at what one point... Yeah, one point Yates had a broken arm or some shit like that, and he had a sling, and he hid a sandwich in it from the Brigadier, because as we well know, the Brigadier, he doesn't like those sandwiches. I'm not sure what the Brigadier does like. He likes moustaches. Pictures of himself from the glory days. Redecorating. Uh, and, as you say, moving out, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes dressing up as the working classes. And pieces, probably. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were going to throw in a porn reference then when you said <laughs> a pizza delivery guy. And penises. Yeah, he, he dressed up as, as um, a, a working class person. A working class person. Um, yeah, but it didn't really, didn't really ironically work. Well, well, the plan worked. He, he did get in. Yeah, but he didn't find the missile, as we've discovered. Oh, yeah. He did, he, his ultimate plan was a fail. <laughs> okay, Brigadier, your ultimate plan was a fail, but... <laughs> You do get points for getting in. <laughs> yeah. Which is what his wife said to him. <laughs> I'd like to see that scar chat. <laughs> she, she doesn't even want to score him because he, but he insists on it. He, he needs, he needs to be, he needs to be scored and disciplined. Yes, I got in there. <laughs> Sadly, I missed that bit. 
Did it, did it help when I used the Picard maneuver? <laughs> I think the only thing he did do was uh, arrive in the nick of time. Are we still talking about his wife again, or? Who oh, knows? <laughs> she was just about to finish herself <laughs> off, and they were out in the nick of time. Uh, yeah, when he when he when he shot. He, he that did guy, imply that more than once during the uh, epistory. When he shot that guy, who was going to shoot the doctor. Yeah, during the cliffhanger. Yeah, it wasn't a bad cliffhanger, but because mm. we've seen Doctor Who so often now, it's mm. obvious what happens. Yeah. Because the guy was aiming a gun, the evil guy, Mailer, was aiming, mm. a gun, aiming a gun at the doctor. Mm. And then you see a close-up of the gun, and it fires, and then it's a cliffhanger. And if you look closely, the gun's at a different angle to what Mailer's aiming. Yeah. But surely you can film it in a way that it's not. You can, but they didn't. <laughs> but it all depends where the camera is. <laughs> The camera wasn't in the position to do that. Ah, uh, because of things. They had a nuclear-powered missile with a warhead of nerve gas. Shouldn't they have had a uh, nerve gas-powered missile with a warhead of nuclear power? I'm not sure. Maybe that would work. Or it would be more uh, evil. And the box would like it. Maybe they should have stuck the machine on the front of the... Uh, Missile. What, so they could fire into, like, China or Russia, and it would suck out all the evil? Yeah. Yeah, why would they do that, idiots? Send it into orbit so that it can go around all the Earth. It's sucking all the evil from everywhere on Earth. Would you want that, guy? Yeah. But there'd be no evil. Yeah, that, that'd be fine. I'm happy with no evil. As long as I can't see it or anything. But all the TV shows would be shit. They would be like the first series of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Before, you know, before they... There was evil on the first Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, but everyone got along and stuff. It would be like the first series of uh, Next Generation. There's no conflict or anything, because everyone's fine and everyone loves each other. Yeah, it would be like that, and not Deep Space Nine. You would have no. He'd be happy. Brannon would be happy. You'd have have no Deep Space Nine without... uh, Without evil, that's what I'm saying. Well, luckily, that happened before evil was gone. No, the evil, that would be sucked out of the DVDs. No, it wouldn't. It would. And and the entire Space Nine series would be like eight minutes long. I'd still remember it. You'd watch it. Sorry, sorry, you'd what? I'd still remember it. No, you wouldn't. Alright, maybe I wouldn't. I try to remember it. I wasn't pressing many Ghostbusters reference though in the. Uh... Me too. You made the containment one. And who are you going to call him? Including that, I made three. Okay, what was the third one? There was two titles in the containment thing. Alright, number five was supposed to be. I ain't afraid of repeating myself. Alright, oh, like, like no ghost. Yeah. Kind of thing. You just said, I ain't afraid of... Uh, Captain Chin Li of the Chinese people. Of the Chinese people, yes. Yes, she... um, I think it was quite forward-thinking slash lucky to have China as the enemy back in the uh, 70s when they were making this. 
because it was all like the Cold War then, mm. and, but they had China as as their adversary, which was interesting. Was that okay? For now, it looks it looks forward thinking, but you know, maybe fifty years time when we're all dead, it won't. When we're all who's going to be dead? We're all dead. And dead. We're all dead, and the uh, who's going to do this the podcast? Ke- when the, ke- the killer machine. <laughs> Was that dastard? <laughs> fifty oh, years. To, sorry, sorry, yeah. Fifty. We're not doing this podcast in fifty years time. Surely we are. This is never going to stop. Oh, oh. Once we get caught up with present day Doctor Who, he's, we don't he's me on six years, and this is never going to stop. <laughs> Look, we'll, yeah, it's fine. We'll be fine. Look, we're in the third Doctor now. We've only been doing this however long we've been doing it. Two weeks, yeah? Yeah, two yeah. weeks. Uh, can't go over that. I don't know how people have stuck with us for two weeks. Uh, I know, I don't know. It's uh, Maybe they're on holiday or something. A, yeah, there's a bit where they talk about the Brigadier and, and Yates talk about Captain Chinley as a, a ra- no, it's, I think it's Benton. Anyway, a rather attractive Chinese girl and quite a dolly. Yay, it's the seventies. Mm. But Benton, for mm. I think Benton, when he says a rather attractive Chinese girl, he was just describing what she looked like. Not uh, well, she was a rather attractive. What was he giving her? Well, he wasn't describing how she was dressed. Yeah, but it's more subjective, isn't it? Probably knows the breeder may be a yeah. massive cum sodden biscuit racist. Yeah. He, he, he might like the boys. Who's <laughs> a brigadier? Yeah. Well, we explained oh. that whole thing with his wife. He, he, he might prefer the Japanese ladies. Yeah. He might prefer the uh, Eastern Europeans. We'll never know. But we know who uh, Benton likes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, I see. Likes the Chinese girls. Apparently so. As the uh, Monty Python song goes. Benton likes the Chinese girls. Yes. Have you not heard? No. It's very good. Yeah, and she invited the US ambassador around to the Chinese apartment thing of the... uh, Apartment thing of the peace conference... Because uh, they had like some kind of peace idea to discuss. I mean, it was like this was in, in, like near, like late at night or something, and he was in the middle of his dinner. Thing. But I'm in the middle of my dinner. How dare you want to talk to me about huh, world peace at this time? The fuck! I mean, admittedly, she is going to turn into a dragon and kill you. But you know, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the world's first world peace trade conference or something. I don't know what it is. Well, he's making effort, man. Yeah. Not, I'm eating me Cornish pasta. He's making effort, you know, like unit. Uh, okay, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did they get that gig? The counter subcontracted that one out. It was the master, he got them that. It was part of his dastardly evil plan. Uh, because he didn't want anybody competent doing the security. Yeah. So he hired the unit. Yeah, uh, he's always thinking ahead. He is a devious motherfucker. Don't 
You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the... The Beer Interlude. So, yeah, we told you we got this beer's uh, Torpedo Extra IPA. Tell the lady and gentlemen... Sorry. Tell the ladies and gentlemen why you uh, picked this one. Because, number one, it is American. There is an American <laughs> ambassador... Within the star. Who we have just, as you say, discussed. Yes. And number two, there is a torpedo mentioned on the beer can thing. And the story revolves around a missile, which I am going to pretend is a torpedo. If you do not like that, this is how tedious works. No, no, that's not even tedious. That's, that's, that's like a double-pronged, non-tedious thing. Mm. Not sure how a double-pronged, non-tedious thing looks, but anyway. Uh, yeah, the beer's not bad. Yes, it is something I've had before. You cannot knock anything from Sierra Nevada, really. I don't think. I don't think it's it's sticker-worthy. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But uh, it's not bad. It's your typical IPA. Yeah, it's. I mean, there are worse. It, it there is are a worse good IPAs. IPAs. Yeah, yeah, there were are worse IPAs. There's there. worse IPAs. There's equally good. It's. It doesn't stand itself out from the crowd. But it is a very nice drink. I would recommend it, but it's not getting a sticker. Yeah, that's what I want to say. With an IPA, mm. you want it to do something to yeah make it stand out, mm. not just be an IPA. And this doesn't do it. But it does say finest quality on, on the can, so, you know, can't knock that. You certainly can't knock that. Um, Unless it says it on the can. Oh, wait a minute, it does. Oh, there you see. Which is something we do regularly. If it says quality on the can, you can almost guarantee that it's not quality. It says, no, it doesn't, it says finest quality and purest ingredients. Which is a shock for saying, this is a lie, over here. Yeah, it does actually say in the small print, uh, alcohol 7.2% by volume, this is a lie. Because, Garth, for, the, for those that don't know, especially from overseas and stuff, Hello, yes. Over here, if you see finest quality and stuff like that, over here, it's usually on the very cheapest of brands and things. The only the very cheapest on will put things like finest quality and superb value and extra whatever the shit on that. Only if it's not what it is will they put it on. Do we have anything else to say about the beer? No. <laughs> So, the Doctor... <coughs> ah, yes, the main character, the main character guy of the series that they were watching. The very serious man who was acting mm. silly on the prison camera. <laughs> yes. And then got caught. Yeah, it was... What, it was pulling, what were we pulling for funny faces, wasn't it? <laughs> He was doing and waving at the camera. And then a guy come out and go, what are you doing? What are you doing, mate? He didn't quite say that, but... No, 
he knew he was wanting to say that. But <laughs> they didn't want to pay him to say any lines, so that's why he didn't say it. While Joe was sniggering in the seat behind. How, how was she sniggering? Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All right, not, not like... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, you know it would have been good <laughs> if it was the Keller machine in the in the in the seat, or, or, you know, in her seat in Bessie, but it had like a blonde wig on, and it was pretending to be Joe, and they kept that going over several stories. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was pretending to be Marvel? <laughs> So or, or, right, right. It was Trent. So it was wearing a blonde wig, but then it was wearing like a dog costume on the top of that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why didn't the doctor keep the Keller machine and have it as a companion? Because they could take it like on onto places, and mm. then it could solve the mysteries and stuff by sucking the evil out of people, and everything would be fine. That would work, apart from the fact that the Doctor's full of evil as well. Wouldn't he be fine as well? Eventually, but it'd become a gibbering wreck like George. Well, one could say he's not far from that anyway. Mm. Uh, science commentary? Yeah, his science commentary was great. It it reminded me of me. He, he attended a lecture on the thing, and oh, it, it was... <laughs> It was just all the way through the ledge and was, no, that's wrong. No, I don't want that. It's the like that. <laughs> it just got my shit all the way through it. It was fantastic, I loved it. It's just what I was saying. Yes, there was a bit where the guy talked about infallibility and then the doctor turns to you. People who talk about infallibility are usually on shaky grounds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play your quote now because that yeah. links into what we're going to talk about next. And if you were a scientist, you'd understand. If I were a scientist, let me tell you so that I am a scientist. And I have been for several thousand... And that was, thusly, my quote. There we go. Uh, yes, so... So, what, 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 what do we think? He's gonna, just going to say days or months or something there? No no controversy here? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, he wasn't going to say that. He just... He, he got annoyed and he was saying XLL, but he quickly correctly corrected himself. Because he realised he'd, he'd not yeah. carried the one and it was actually yeah. uh, several hundred. No, it wasn't even a hundred at this point. No, it might have been a hundred at this point. I, I don't know why he's trying to sort of hide his longevity. Because he was talking to like regular people. Yeah. Uh, Although, well, as you yeah, say, he doesn't so. normally do that. He just tells them anyway because yeah. he has zero. He has like mm. contempt. Because for them. Barbara did it all the time. Yeah. Barbara's always telling people they're time travelers. Yeah. She's still doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what well, well, mentioned about the fire thing, the Doctor fearing fire or whatever. Mm. Uh, that sort of links in with Inferno. With the fiery planet of death. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was thinking it maybe when he set Rome alight. Or, or... Although he didn't really do that phasing as much. Although that wasn't as long ago. No, he didn't seem to. But you never know. He, he, he set it on fire and then he fucked off. And oh, yes, he set it on fire, didn't he? By accident. He also was... I'm uh, thinking he's a pyromaniac. 
I'm thinking he's a pirate. Maybe he's getting confused with the son. The son of who? Just the son. You know, the, a, a big bowl of flames, and he thought he accidentally set the planet on fire. What, but thinking it, it would be yeah. the sun? Oh, oh, no, that was just the sun. Oh, I keep getting confused about that. Yeah. Or maybe it was Mondas, and that's what happened. It became the sun. Could be. Uh, after the fire thing, he also, the, uh, what do you call it? Cover machine also, like, got di- different monsters to, uh, <clears throat> annoy him, antagonize him through, through the medium of thoughts. Uh, among them. Oh, yeah, when it, it gave him the, the best of enemies. Yeah. Vision. Yeah, best of. I want to query that now. <laughs> of the eight enemies, we have the War Machine from the War Machine. Mm-hmm. A Cyberman. Okay, I'll give you that. From the Cyberman. A Dalek, I'll give you that from one. From the Dalek. No, just Dalek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zarbi from so, the web planet. Yeah. Sensorite. You might really work on that one. Uh, Slar, who was an ice warrior and a Silurian. And, and also Kerquillian from the rescue. Yeah. Who was a guy. He was, a, he was a good guy, wasn't he? No, he was a villain, but he was a guy in a suit. Remember, he, yeah. that was the one with Vicky. Yeah, but weren't he essentially a good guy? No, he was trying to keep Vicky there, like some kind of pedophile. <laughs> 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 Why would that be one of your greatest hits of villains? It's like <laughs> some some guy in a suit from a two-episode story. And I'm not just saying some guy in a suit like Doctor Who has some people in suits. I'm talking like he actually is in the story, a guy in a suit. That's a fair point, isn't it? Why him? There are many people that, I mean, Zarbi as well, but, you know, mm. at least that was, you know, pretend monster type thing. Why not have this strange, the, weird... The, the censorites weren't exactly villains. One of them was. One of them was, yeah. But they, they were essentially good people. I would watch the censorites again, it was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, mm. so so that's my thoughts on that. I don't, I don't know, I just don't know. Uh, yeah, and the doctor won't, said he wouldn't blow up the killer machine because of the idiots in authority. S- since when? Since now. Apparently. Since when did he not blow up evil things because he was told not to? I don't think he was told not to. Yeah, but he said himself that was an evil thing that would do evil stuff and stuff. I may be paraphrasing. But, uh, yeah, why would he not? Get rid of it, knowing that it's evil. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe need to think about this a little while. Um, Well, you know what, just go to bed and forget about it. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Do we want to discuss either of those two things? There was a good moment with the Doctor. I don't know. Where he he went to the prison. Mm -hmm. He was going... There anyway, and and then he got stopped by uh, what they call him. I can't remember what his name was. Mailer. Mailer. Oh, that's him. With he, a gun. Yeah, he got stopped by Mailer with a gun at gunpoint, and 
he jumped in the car and told him uh, basically go where he was already going. And just the look of indignation that the doctor had. I'm fucking going there anyway, you idiot. When well, he actually said, no, he says go, go to the, go to the prison or something. Mm. And the doctor says, I was going there anyway. Yeah. With a gun on his face. Yeah, but it was the look of indignation on his face that did it for me. Fucking idiot. That's the doctor for you. Da, 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 da. You, you, you just slowed this whole process down because of your face. It didn't sound like but I, th- I think it was because of his face. <laughs> the doctor also told Joe about a uh, about his time with the water rally mm-hmm. when he kept going on about some vegetable he found. Uh, which is quite a nice little scene, I quite like. I did enjoy that scene. I, I wanted to hear more of the potatoes. Yeah, but, so. then, but then we faded out and went somewhere else <laughs> yeah. with some other idiots. Just give me more of the potato. Well, they didn't give me it. Yeah, I, I want to know if it, uh, if the potato took off. Not literally. No. I, I can't see I don't the want potato f- taking I don't want a flying potato. That would be weird. <laughs> Uh, and, and Joe, speaking of her, she actually took a gun off Mailer at one mm-hmm. point as well and, uh, and pointed at people, like some kind of action story. Yeah, this was one of the eight times that the prison changed hands between jailers and guards and, 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 and prisoners and one of them. But yeah, she did well and, at and, that point. And Norman Stanley Fletcher as well. I think he took, took charge of the prison at one point. That's porridge reference. Of course I'm not going to get on. Well, you mentioned it's it earlier. It's a reference. Oh, there you go. There's only so many references I can do. Are you at your limit now? Yeah. Don't care about that. Okay, one more thing I want to mention about Joe. When she speaks on the walkie-talkie, she she's like, speaks like she's telegramming someone something. Whereas all the unit people just speak normally. Because she's like, uh, Doctor found master... Going to fix problem, uh, and then they're all just like, "All oh, right, he's found the master, is he?" Right. <laughs> speak normally, you weirdo. I know somebody like that. That does that. That that's a different conversation. Is it English? Yeah, but I I did like how uh, Joe beat the Doctor at drafts in the most TV way. Possible ever. But by beating him in one move. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> by taking over every single piece in one move, yeah. Only ever happens in TV, never in real life, only on TV. Just to show how good you are. Well, it only ever happens on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and then he complained it was too simple. <laughs> Uh, it's too simple game. I prefer 3D chess. And then makers of Star Trek sued. Dr. Summers, quick thing about him, is mm-hmm. he is played by Michael Sheard, who played, who's played, appeared in six stories in Doctor Who, and this mm-hmm. is the second. Mm-hmm. He also played uh, Headmaster Mr. Bronson. Mr. Bronson? I think it was oh, Mr. was that Bronson. Mr. Bronson? Yeah. I can see it now. Yeah, yeah, that was him. And we will see oh, him again. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see him four more times, basically. Oh, cool. I never knew that. I did like, though, how uh, 
Mr. Summers. What is that? Oh, the machine worked fine. Never mind, he almost died. That's normal. Oh, yeah, when, when he was examining the first uh, patient or, or the first victim of the machine. He goes, uh, yeah, the George, he had a bad reaction to the thing. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's fine. That's how it's supposed to work. It's, yeah, it's all right. The machine compensated. It was fine. He's almost in a coma, but, ah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and that's it's essentially what he did. Um, that's amused me. That amused you. It amused me. Do you want to talk about that it reminds you of the party set, or have you already done that in the thing? Yeah, Okay, the, the prison itself, the best thing about it, well, there are two great things about the prison. Number one, mm. it had a fucking Number door. one, that it was a castle. Okay, three things about the prison. Two things, three things. It was a castle. Dracula's castle, according to you. The second thing is it had a fucking doorbell, which in the first minute the doctor goes up to ring the the doorbell of the goddamn prison so that they will come and and let them in. I just find that bizarre. Yes, it was a very strange prison. I agree. The, the, the third thing that I was amused by in this prison was the random suit of armour in the uh, governor's office. Which I was convinced, actually, in the early stages, someone would end up hiding in it, but they didn't. I think it, it's just more home comforts that the brigadier's moving. So the brigadier moved this, this, uh, this suit of armour in. Yeah. Do you think he's hiding in it? He probably might have something. You, you know, he's short of a bed overnight. Yes. So, so he probably does hide in the suit of armor and then sneaks into a bed. Uh, final thoughts then on the story. It was all right. This one. Uh, yeah, it was all right. At least with the six parter, it uh, did. You know, had a broad-reaching. Story, mm. you know, it wasn't just one thing, yeah. it was like the prison. Yeah, there wasn't a point where it sort of dragged and you thought, why was it the. It, it gradually progressed the story across all the episodes. And there wasn't a point where it just became, oh, this is the prison, there's four episodes of prison, and now it's the missile for two episodes. It just sort of mm. was quite well segued. And then there was a the whole peace conference as well, that was just quite good. Mm. Yeah, I quite like this one. So that's that one. Next time I'll be doing the Claws of Axos, the synopsis of. I cannot wait. Well, you're going to have to. How long do I have to wait? Well, like three weeks, Gav. Uh. Our end quote. Have we even mentioned the name of the... Right, okay, sorry. The, the name of the missile, by the way, was Thunderbolt. Mm. Just in case no one understands uh, our end quote is thusly I see a little silhouette of a man Scaramouche, Scaramouche will you do the Fandango Thunderbolt of Lightning very very frightening Galileo Galileo 
Discussion concluded. Oh, I see. It's Yates. He's had a hold-up with his, uh, cargo. That's what. Tell him to be careful with his, uh, cargo.